and service to Beckenham Junction, calling at Birkbeck and Beckenham Junction. The next station is Birkbeck. That was the delightful, soothing sound of me getting onto a train to go and direct Tom Baker. And you're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Hello, I'm Benji Clifford, and here is the master of the universe. It is Mr. (laughs) Nick Briggs. Yes, I shall rule the universe. I have to vary it every week. Come on. <laughs> Big Finish Productions are the proud purveyors of fine audio dramas and audiobooks, Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake 7, to name but three. And you can visit us here at bigfinish.com to find out more. More? Yes, like the Avengers, Survivors, the Omega Factor, Terror Hawks, which uh, Benji will mention six times, uh, The Confessions of Dorian Gray, Sherlock Holmes, The Dracula, Frankenstein, The Avengers of Bernie Summerfield, Dark Shadows, The Prisoner, anything else? Countermeasures, Graceless, Pathfinder Legends, Jago and Lightfoot and many, many more. <sighs> That's Very out of the way. <laughs> yes, yes. I have to confess at this stage that, um, yeah, as regular listeners might know, uh, it's about 10 years. It is just over 10 years since I became executive producer at Big Finish. And uh, last night I went out for an informal celebration with uh, David Richardson, Ken Bentley, Barnaby Edwards and Jamie Anderson just for a meal. So I'm not saying I'm the worst for wear. I'm, I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying <you> that. <laughs> you know, we're all quite old, apart from Jamie. He's quite young, um, comparatively anyway. So, you know, we, we weren't that raucous, but um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this is how a Big Finish podcast goes. In a moment, the news, all the latest from Big Finish, read by Benji and me. And then it's time for the listeners' emails, and you can send us an email at podcast at bigfinish.com. We'll literally be reading some of them out loud. (laughs) No, we're not. We'll be listening to reading them out in our heads. Yes, that'd be brilliant if there's just silence. While we're, going, <laughs> we're do our best to answer your queries, it says here, uh, and, and comment on your comments. And following commenting on your comments, it'll be time for our guest interview. And this week, it's Sam Kiskart. Hmm, that name sounds familiar. Well, it's actually better known is Mark Gatiss, who is appearing as the master in the new Bernie Summerfield Unbound Universe box set starring the wonderful David Warner as the Doctor. Whoa, I guess following that it'll be time for the Randomoid Selectatron, I'm just aching to see how we do it this week, <laughs> to randomly select, I've no idea, a random release from the Big Finish archive. And then we'll play you a trailer and then talk about the production in question. Yes, and you should offer opinions on it as well, I think. Uh, then it'll be time to tell you about our latest releases, probably some trailers, maybe. I don't know, I just can't tell. Just can't tell. And to th- and to finish things off, we'll be bringing you the final episode in our serialisation of the Paul McGann Doctor Who adventure, The Great War, which is once again brought to you in commemoration of the 100th anniversary of the Battle of the Somme in World War One. So now... The news. I'm not going to do that noise this week. I'm, Shall I I'm, do it? Normality is, is certainly restored. <laughs> You're fiddling with your phone. Yeah, it just buzzed, and so I wanted to put it on silent to, to stop it. I have this hideous vision of everybody hearing my ringtone, which is actually the sound of the, the BBC video. Uh, you know the BBC video ident? 
by the Radiophonic Workshop that goes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, the one yeah. that's on Death to the Daleks. And, the one yeah. that's on Death to the Daleks. Well, that is my ringtone. So oh. naturally, yeah. Anyway, so retro. <laughs> Enough pleasantries. We're we doing the news or what? We're doing the news. The cover is now online for November's second volume of Doctor Who: The Third Doctor Adventures. The set stars Tim Trelaw and Katie Manning. The cover is by designer Tom Webster. The stories are... And I'm going to try and pronounce this. The Transcendence of Ephros by Guy Adams. Correct. The Doctor and Joe arrive on the dying planet Ephros, where Galactic Power Inc. is exploiting the world's remaining resources. But something is stirring beneath the surface. An owl. <laughs> Can I just also say that no one in that story could say Galactux? It's, it's, so thank you, Guy Adams, for writing that name. It, it looks like, on paper, when you look at Galactux, it sort of looks like something you take for indigestion, doesn't it? <laughs> Have you well, taken Joe Galactux Grant, today? <laughs> Joe Grant actually says that it sounds like a washing powder. It does, it does. It does. Well, there we go. Perhaps that's what it's all about. That's, that is what is stirring beneath yes, the surface. Yes, and the doctor's all washed up. <laughs> oh. And then the next story on that one is The Hidden Realm by David Llewellyn. The doctor and Joe journey to Bramfield Newtown when the husband of Joe's cousin vanishes mysteriously. As magpies circle overhead, the doctor discovers a terrifying alien plot. He's not responsible, it's just magpies. It's a very short story. <laughs> What's that superstitious thing you do with mag? You throw. No, you salute the magpie. My sister told me this, apparently. Yes. She says that she salutes a magpie every time she sees one. Well, like like a sort of army salute. That's what she says. She says that she, she subtly, when she goes past, she has to subtly do it without. She'll probably kill I, me if she I hears this. I thought you have to say something like, Morning, Mr. Bag- magpie. Morning, Mr. Magpie. Where are your children or something. I've lost What's the, the one there. where you throw salt over your shoulder? Oh, that's, I don't... That's, the, that's to do with the devil, isn't it? I don't know. Perhaps you... Perhaps you, you do with magpies. The magpie magpies thing that, over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> talking of the magpies, there was such toing and froing about the cover that Tom Webster presented. I said, they look like pigeons to me. And he said, they're black and white. They're magpies. I said, they look like pigeons. You've made black and white. So we were sort of exchanging magpie pictures before I finally said, okay, all right, they're magpies. It's like 40 Towers, isn't it? It's a pigeon. <laughs> no, he's, he's piggy on. <laughs> Anyway, do carry on. Anyway, so for those of you curious about Tim's portrayal of the John per- of John Pertwee's much-loved Third Doctor, who I absolutely adore, uh, an episode of last year's Third Doctor Adventures Volume 1 is available for a free download. It's The Havoc of Empires, Part 1. That's go- To get that, go to bigfinish.com and have a look. I sort of went... Ah, there, there we go. <laughs> I love it when you do that. Uh, here's an update of the latest Doctor Who adventures in our main range for the rest of the year. So this December, Doctor Who Absolute Power sees Colin Baker and Miranda Rice Raisin. Miranda Raisin, it's because... <laughs> the, the, on where I've got it on my... Um, do you need to lie, li- lie down? <laughs> I've got a wonderful prompt here, but the name is split into two, two halves. I forgot to turn off the hyphenation on the file. So yes, it's Ray... Is raising, Sun yeah. teamed up as the sixth. 
It's, it's <laughs> of course it is. How ridiculous is that? It just looks, yeah, there we go. That's why you should never read on the fly. So Miranda Raisin, who is wonderful actually, teamed up as the sick doctor and Miss Constance Clark arriving on the planet Tamar, where a civilization ended. A process that might be at risk of starting again. Oh, written and directed by Jamie Anderson. Absolute power. Guest stars include Paul Reynolds, familiar to fans of British cult TV, as wheeling, dealing Colin Matthews in the Stephen Moffat scripted press gang. The cover for this new Doctor Who main range story is now online, designed by Simon Hollop, who, like Tom Webster, is a brilliant artist. We've got loads of brilliant artists. Anthony Lamb as well, superb. I love all our artists. They're just Sometimes you can look at the cover work and just it's just it adds a whole new dimension, doesn't it, really? It does, yeah. They do fantastic work. Which, talking of fantastic work, in November, the Doctor and Miss Clark confront the Daleks, who may be made of stained glass, but their motives are as opaque as ever. Now mm-hmm. that is a cover. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Have you seen it? Uh, in the Galactic Census, idyllic Strelin is recorded as a Grade 3 planet its inhabitants possessing neither advanced technology nor knowledge of other worlds. Accordingly, Strelin is protected. Landings by off-worlders are strictly prohibited, unless, of course, those off-worlders are officials of the galactic census itself come to investigate the origin of a mysterious subspace signal. A signal so... <laughs> a signal no native of Strelin... That was going so well. A signal no native of Strelin should be able to send... That was very good. That was very good indeed. And it was so good, I'm going to play you the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. Order of the Daleks. This is Planetary Assessor Malcolm Pendle of the Central Galactic Census Bureau. We've picked up a signal, you see. A signal? From here? What kind of signal? Doctor... Four strangers approach the gate. I need all the novices to ready arms. The demons. Uh, We're not demons. The demons, women. What's the difference? My brothers, destroy these demons from another world. These were beings unlike anything we had ever encountered. Once this planet was a Garden of Eden, soon it'll be nothing more than a Dalek chemical factory. Soon the order of the Daleks will reign supreme! Big finish. We love stories. Order of the Daleks guest stars Big Finish executive producer Nicholas Briggs, who is not in this podcast with me now. He's gonna, oh, he was going to do a voice then. Go on, <laughs> I go was on. Just, no, I, wasn't, I was just holding my nose. I don't know why. You thought I was going to go, yes, I'm a dog. <laughs> I, play a char- I, I, I play another character as well. 
That's right. It says here you play John Savadant. No, no. John Savadant is in it. Oh. As well as John Savadant. <laughs> Not only a veteran of TV's soap legends, Coronation Street, <laughs> but still, I'm just reading your script now. I'm still fondly remembered for his brilliant appearances in Blake's seven episodes, Orbit and Trial. Not that I ever saw them. You see, this is why you've got to be careful with me on here because I'm literally, I, I've had the, I've hardly slept last night and I'm running on purely Fumes. coffee today. So yes, because so, you're working on Doom Coalition, aren't you? I am working on Doom Coalition indeed. It's uh, it's a very, as you'll hear when you hear it, it, I'm on episode three at the moment and it's very, very, very. Uh, I use the word all over the place, and you you will know what I mean. That's, there we go. Uh, all over the place. That's four words, actually. Uh, <coughs> it's I'm a pedant. Uh, it's the Bernie Summerfield you know and love, but probably not the Doctor or even the universe you were expecting. She's back, and it's about things being very different. Doctor Who, The Adventures of Bernie Summerfield 3, The Unbound Universe, has been released this week on the 25th of August, and I tried to be as cinematic as I could there. <laughs> the wrong Doctor, the wrong universe, a whole heap of trouble. Bernice Summerfield is having a really bad day. The four hour-long adventures are... The Library and the Body by James Goss. In a dying reality, knowledge is the only thing left of value. And the Kareem have come to destroy it. Can Bernice and the Doctor save the last library? Planet X by Guy Adams. Bernice and the Doctor land on a planet so dull, no one ever bothered naming it. Finally, something interesting is about to happen here. The Very Dark Thing by Una McCormack. Dramatz is an idyllic world. The rivers hum to themselves. <laughs> Unicorns prance through the emerald forests. <laughs> and at the very corner of your eye is a horrible secret. Ooh. The another hour is that? Is that another hour? <laughs> no, that was a <laughs> that was a slightly more gruff owl. He's, he grew up on the dark side of the forest. Ooh. <laughs> The Emporium at the End by Emma Reeves. The last song has been sung and the final days of the universe have begun. Everyone flees to the gateway to find that the Emporium at the End is having a closing down sale. Hey! <laughs> DFS. Um, <laughs> the Unbound Universe stars Lisa Bauman, David Warner and Mark Gatiss in four new stories in a single box set. Pre-order prices will be held on the 30th of September as an exclusive to Big Finish listeners. And here is the trailer. Am I addressing Professor Summerfield? Oh, it's a lazy Susan with you lot these days. Which one are you? Oh, you're fun. Which one am I? The wrong one. Professor Summerfield, I need you. Take my hand, quickly. Hey! Oh. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The New Adventures of Bernie Summerfield. Professor Bernie Summerfield, archaeologist. The Doctor, intergalactic adventurer, saviour of planets, king of the universe, etc, etc. I have a card if you'd like one. Doctor, look around you. This universe is dying. Okay, so how long have we got? Until the stars grow cold, the planets crumble, and every last atom is torn apart. 
around about tea time. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. All are welcome to the library. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Bottoms up. Yeah, whatever. You glow, Bernice. You shine. A woman who faces death with a glass in her hand and a smile on her lips. It was wonderful. A polite word to the pursuing fighters. You can shoot at me as much as you like, but I'm faster, determined, and in a contrary mood. So, I'm not going to let you stop me now. Typical doctor, never admitting you're wrong, even at the end of the universe. Big Finish. We love stories. Pre-order prices will be held until the 30th of September. Curses! (laughs) But, you know, everyone understands. Um, And by the way... That's the end of the news. Hey! Time now for the Big Finish emails. And remember, you can contact us simply by using the Interwebatron and emailing to podcast at bigfinish.com. Uh, this one from Daniel Whitaker. Hello, Nick. Maybe Benji. Maybe Ben. Maybe someone else who begins with B. Who knows? <laughs> I hope that you're doing well. Are we doing well? It's just Not drinking too bad. coffee. It's just about to go. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I just we looked get, up at you, and there we're you getting were. there. <laughs> uh, drinking coffee. I I only have one question, but one I've recently not been able to stop thinking about. Will Bernie Summerfield and River Song ever meet? <laughs> I love the two archaeologists. I'd love the two archaeologists to meet and gossip about doctors, either in a New Adventures or Bernie Summerfield or Diary of River Song box set. Maybe even a special release on Jago and Lightfoot and Strax called The Summerfield Song. Please say something's in the pipeline, or at least it's a good idea. Thanks, Daniel, who says he's 20, from Wakefield. Well, that's nice. I don't know. People don't give their ages normally. I'm 54, unfortunately. Um, 24, uh, unfortunately. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a youngster. I am literally old enough to be your father. I Wonderful. mean, probably your grandfather. I could probably be your ga- grandfather, couldn't I? In theory, I suppose you could. Yes. Well, there we uh, go. My dear boy, it's lovely to see you. And uh, here's a Mind package how of spangles. <laughs> um, it's, it is, uh, I won't say it's in the pipeline, but it is certainly a good idea. There are no, some simi- similarities between River Song and Bernie Summerfield, aren't they? Aren't it's, there? Yeah. it's the type of thing I think they, they definitely, if they met, they'd definitely be good friends. You could see them getting on, at least. Wouldn't they be occupying the same space in the room, as it were, though? I know exactly. Well, that, that's part of the fun, isn't it? In a way. I think that often leads to sullen silence from at least one participant, if not both. (laughs) That makes the editing easier. (laughs) Have you ever had that thing where people say to you, oh, God, you know, because you're quite a cheery sort of life and soul of the party kind of chap, Benji. Aren't you? Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, and someone says to you, a mate of yours might say to you, oh, you must meet herbie benji and because herbie he's just like you he's such a laugh and then the two of you meet and of course you're both meant to be the person who's being the laugh as it were and how can you both function 
You know, well, it's either you, a horrible competition or one of you just feels annoyed. It's sort of you're like mentally jousting each other, aren't you? It's sort of this, this sort of who who can crack the best joke, who can crack the best joke fast enough, and who can sort of retreat gallantly because it does come to that point. You think, ah, oh, can't be bothered anymore. Exactly. You see, is that, is that it, the time? Is that the time? I'm going to go and find some people that love me. <laughs> exactly. It can be a conversational car crash. And and here I've lined up a nice email for you to read out, mate. Carry on. Well, well I was about to actually say that um, if there was such a thing as name envy, this would be the time in which that I could implement that because I have extreme name envy here. And this email is from... Now, I have no idea if I'm going to get this right, but it doesn't matter because he sounds like some amazing Germanic king. Germanic king. Uh, he's from this, Norway, actually. <laughs> Norwegian king. Well, there we go then. It's because I saw Ludwig, King Ludwig, great castles. Anyway, um, this one's from Christopher Ludwig Fossil Fossiltol Roxland, which looks incredible on paper. And it's and it says here, dear Big Finish, I've been a loyal fan for more than ten years now, living in Norway, where where audio drama isn't that big, and it makes a huge personal privilege. Ah, oh, that's nice. Mm. And what kind of Big Finish release am I into here? You ask. Well, the answer is that is absolutely everything every every time there's a new range coming up i just have to try it out i'm also one who cannot stop listening to a story when i've turned it on so even though i might not enjoy the first volume i'll always get the next one and the next one and so on this is the ideal customer isn't it, it is it <laughs> i don't like what you do but i just have to buy it <laughs> so would you like this dodgy cassette tape that we, we made overnight <laughs> yeah all right go on then I'll get the next one while I'm here. Um, so <laughs> it keeps this short and sweet. Uh, I'll keep this short as I know you've got lots to do. Well, at the moment, it's just making terrible jokes. But um, through the years, I've been thrilled to hear the mention of my home country is in different releases, ranging from Cyberman to the Doctor Who monthlies. That was my door. Um, I was just wondering if there was going to be a release set in Norway, as I thought we've got a lot of history and locations that might be of interest. Keep up the good work. Christopher Ludwig Fostel Roxland. Good name. Um, Well, yeah, I've got a bit of name envy too. Have we never set anything in Norway? I don't know, but, but I'm going straight on the internet to find out. Yeah, come on then. We're supposed to know these things. While you're having a look, shall I read out another one? Yes. I think this that's from, a wonderful idea. This is from Bryn Mitchell. I love the idea of loyalty cards. This was mentioned in the last podcast. And really hope that Big Finish will get round to offering vouchers before Christmas time this year, if possible. Or maybe even before my birthday in November. Although I appreciate having vouchers available in time for my birthday may not be your most pressing concern. <laughs> uh, not much else to say, but just wanted to make you aware that I am yet another fan clamouring for the existence of vouchers. Well, okay. Well, there's there's a big big finish meeting coming up with Jason Hay Gallery and uh, as it as it were, not to make it sound too grown up, all the department heads. <laughs> that does make it sound more grown up than it is. And uh, you know, I I sent this email to Jason and he said put it on the agenda. So we are going to discuss it. Any news on Norway? 
<laughs> Thank you, Nick. I'm standing here in Norway where I've been looking through the archives to discover whether or not we have set a story uh, in Norway, and I can confirm that it looks like whether or not I can't remember, but Nimrod certainly has reference to Norway where uh, the Sith Doctor uh, travelled to Norway, apparently, whilst he tried to find a cure after of brainwashing. What? just read it out in small sections um sorry i couldn't i didn't know what the sound effect of a fjord was like so i just resorted to wind i was gonna say i sort of of took that as as a sort of tundra (laughs) there must be wind around fjords if please christopher please write in and confirm the wind around your fjords (laughs) what I don't know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but yes, okay. it, looks, it looks as though Nimrod is the story in which certainly Norway is referred to uh, on online. So there we go. So I thought keep... Nimrod was a character. Well, it's um, is a oh, yes, of course it is. I'm completely in a, it's in the, the, oh, it's in the story um, uh, Project Lazarus, ah, Project yes, Destiny, yes, Project yes, Twilight. Yes, yes, That's yeah, right. Yes, yeah. yeah, sorry. He, I'm because Nim, Nimrod features in a lot of. Uh, Stories. Who's he played by? A, very, a rather brilliant actor. Um, having a look for you now. Oh, uh, Stephen Chance. Stephen Chance. There we go. Mm, but yes, uh, I, yeah, Project Lazarus, I believe, has the link to Norway. I think. There you are. But there we go. Anyway, Available now they- in the Doctor Who main range. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. See, spot next seven. email. This next email is from Matthew. No surname given. Is that his surname, or is that yeah. just a placeholder? Who knows? <laughs> I first found out about Big Finish only last month when I saw an article about the Tenth Doctor adventures. With David Tennant being my first Doctor, I became very excited and immediately started searching online about more of it, for more of it even. Then I discovered that there were also audio adventures for the War Doctor, which, as John Hurt is amazing in. TV's The Day of the Doctor, it was definitely a must try. In buying and listening to these, I am extremely impressed by the quality of these stories, music and artwork of both series. I really like the music suites that come with the episodes too. These series have opened up an entirely new side of Doctor Who to me, which I'm amazed with. Hence, I was wondering if there was going to be any more Tenth Doctor adventures and slash or any more War Doctor series after the current run of four series advertised. Best of wishes, Matthew. Well, thank you, Matthew. You're, you're one of our sort of dreams come true because you're people. You're one of the people who has only found out about Big Finish because we've done new series stuff, which is, uh, you know, what we hoped would happen. Is it just you, or are there more? Hopefully, there are more. Um, <clears throat> uh, there are no concrete plans to do any more Tenth Doctor adventures. That said. A uh, huge name drop clang now. I did have coffee with uh, David Tennant the other day and, um, you know, he certainly didn't rule it out. But it's just a question of when. He's very, very busy. Um, and, uh, you know, he had great fun doing it. So um, let's put it this way. I would be extremely surprised if we didn't do some more Tenth Doctor one day. Not next week, not the week after, not next month. Maybe next year. I don't know. Not I don't, who knows. Who knows? But, and we can set it in Norway. Yes. There we go. We're literally Norway of the Daleks. <laughs> well, the Daleks. Norway Check out the wind the Daleks in, in Norway. Oh dear. Um, and also the War Doctor. Uh, no concrete news on that. Oh, we would love to do it. And and John Hurt did express some 
interest in it. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed for that. And that that crossing of fingers is also the signal for the end of this week's emails. <laughs> I thank you. You're very welcome. Time now for the podcast interview. As mentioned earlier, it features Sam Kisgart. Hmm. Interviewed by James Goss. Sam is appearing in the Bernice Summerfield Unbound Universe box set. Mind you, he sounds a bit like Mark Gatiss to me. Yeah, a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, a bit suspicious, that. Who I, are you? I'm Sam Kisgard. I'm playing the manager who's really the master. It's an anagram of not master. <laughs> Uh, and I remember when we did this 12 years ago, I think it was 12 years ago, there was a young young lady in it called uh, Neil Tennant or something, and um, he was playing a unit soldier. And I always thought something might come of him, but I, I never saw him again. Oh, that's sad. It, it must, is sad, yes. It well, it's an actor's life, James, that's the thing. I mean, some of us have had uh, a good Johnny Hurt. I mean, I was watching him only the other day, being hanged instead of Richard Attenborough. And, uh, and there he is, one, one day, off he goes and plays Doctor Who. I mean, we were all very jealous. All of us who'd known him all those years thought, you know, that should have been us. Were you ever offered the part? I was. Do you know I was? I remember now. I think it was when Johnny Pertwee or Tommy Baker were going to do it. I forget now. And... Terence Dixie and Barry Letsy, I think, rang me at home, and my house, my wife, said to me, "Sam, it's Barry Letts on the phone." Um, and I, I, I was at, um, I was at Sylvia Young with Barry, and uh, we were child sopranos together, and I remember, I think I was awfully busy at the time. Stratford or something doing one of the Henrys and he said would you come in that's it Paddy Troughton was leaving and they were looking I said they said we're looking for a new Doctor Who would you be interested and I, I was very grand in those days so um, I said well we can have a lunch if there's a lunch I'll come so I think we had a lunch at Shepherd's Bush Green and uh he said what he was looking for, and uh, they had a short list, I remember that, which I was top. It was Ronnie Moody, Johnny Pertwee, and uh, I think, I think Laurence Olivier, I can't remember. Um, and But it wasn't really my sort of thing, you know, sci-fi, all that. I'd read the chrysalids, but apart from that, it was a bit of a, closed book to me and as I say you know one had expectations in those days of having a career so it wasn't wasn't to be were, were you ever in the uh, classic series I was do you know I was I think by then it was um funny little man um Sylvester E. McCoy uh, was uh was was playing Doctor Who it was I was in a costume that's all I really remember. It was all gobbledygook, but it was, you know, paid the mortgage. I don't remember much about it. I think I was some kind of creature. 
a space a space creature. It was. I think. I think actually. I think it was called the Space Creatures. You could look it up in one of your little books. <laughs> I will. Do Do you have any memories of the um, the rehearsal rooms in no. Acton? No. No. I don't. <laughs> uh, we used to call it the Acton Hilton. People often talk about this these days what people what young people like you won't know is that it, was, it actually was a hotel it was a hotel it wasn't a rehearsal room it was a hotel and now of course it's been demolished like everything a lot of actors have been demolished now and um, I remember no do you know tell a lie I was in I was in Doctor Who a long time ago before you were born it was the f I think it was the first Doctor Who um, who was I think um, was uh, Cyril Kuzak I think am I right in saying that oh yes yes Cyril e. Kuzak uh, I think no no that's not right anyway it was black and white I remember that and we did rehearse we did rehearse an acting we rehearsed in a in a scout hut as I recall I think there were a lot of scouts around that's certainly my memory and it was something to do with sp a space creature. Uh, and I think I was the, the god of the space creatures or something like that. And I do remember it was a um, lovely, lovely girl. Um, oh, Vicky Ann Ford, I think. Whatever happened to her? And we, yes, I was the god of the space creatures, and it was all very cheap and cheerful, and a lot of nonsense, but I, I remember having a, a lot of fun uh, in the scout hut, yes. And, um, and <laughs> have, have you watched the new series of Doctor Who at all? Is there a new series? Yes. Who, who's Doctor Who now, then? Uh... Peter Capaldi. No, I don't. I haven't. No, I'm afraid I don't have a television. I don't have a television. I'm not really up to speed with um, with with, with te it's all too fast now. I prefer um, needlework and the wireless. To be honest, in in fact, what I am working on at the moment before I got the call to come back here and reprise my role, uh, very exciting to be. Ah, just grateful. I was actually embroidering a cover for my wireless. Do you know? And do you know who I'm embroidering? Tom Baker. I oh. thought, why not? If that wireless needs a face, it's Tom, little Tommy Baker, the Scouse Rocket, as we used to call him. And uh, can you, um, you know, what 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 are your um, feelings about the script? Do you understand? I've it? not read the script. I always think it's a mistake to anticipate the moment um, and to um, their beckoning uh, it, it, it to me spoils the spontaneity to have any idea what's going on so I'd rather just read it in the moment and make the mistakes that every actor makes whilst stumbling towards a character and what are your feelings about Bernie Summerfield she's I think she's a smashing actress Bernice and I imagine she's doing very well, Stratford. 
Um, but as I say, I'm not really au fait with modern trends. Did she win the Olivier? No. No. Well, we're very lucky to have had you um, come back in. It's it's an absolute pleasure to be back, and I do have some expenses. Um, oh, oh, my yes. Oyster card. Um, yes. We will take care of those. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you to Sam and James for that illuminating interview. And now it's time for a random release from the archive. How are we going to do the randomoid selectatron this time? Are you going to do your thing? I liked your covering your eyes and what have you last time. I can certainly give it a go. The only thing we have to ch- we have to choose. So I, so I choose one from the main range or. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going through your. Maybe you should. Um, maybe you should go to the ranges page and do a random selection of a range. That that could be good fun. God, this is just. This is th- dangerous. Thrilling stuff. Okay then. So, the eyes are closed. <laughs> the scroller Good. is going mad. I've clicked oh. something, and it was the border. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I remember the border. Right, yes. Try it again. Central mouse, please, and. I did the border on the other side. Oh my god! Come on! Come on! Okay, aim between the two the borders. There we go. Okay. I click something. This and is much more exciting Sarah, than the. It's Sarah Jane Smith. Oh. Oh, it's okay, exciting, okay. and and we're going to go up and down now. There's the making sure I click in the right place, and we have gone for mirror signal maneuver. Wow. Love oh. a bit of Sarah Jane. Love a bit of Sarah Jane. Yeah. Well, this is strange, isn't it? This is when um, this is before her uh, TV series was done. Anyway, here's the trailer. Goodbye, Miss Winters. And this time, Sarah Jane Smith, you'll be finished for good. Sarah Jane Smith. Mirror, signal, manoeuvre. Sarah, Josh, I've got the info you requested from the public records office. Interesting stuff. Not even a small tip either. My small tip is mirror, signal, manoeuvre as you drive away. Hi, it's Natalie. I really need to talk to you. There's stuff we should talk about and... And you hold it out on me isn't going to help. Oh, oh yeah, there's um, there's someone from, from Planet 3 been looking for you. She's been asking after you since you went to Romania. You have uh, worked hard to locate me. And uh, you have been lucky, Miss Smith, that's all. Sarah, you still haven't phoned. Well, you know that, so I suppose you must know how worried you're making me. Sarah, where are you? Well, we do seem to have a lot in common, Wendy. So, what do you think Shh. of... Shh! Hmm? Not now, I've been spotted. What? Oh, look around the boat. Casually, as though you've dropped something. Now, see the man who's trying not to look at us. At the other end of the boat. Um, tall, well-dressed bloke. Bit overdressed for this heat. Must be European. <laughs> He's been following me since Monday. Sarah, where are you? Get in touch. <sighs> Come with me to the car, Sarah, now. Or I'll leave without you. We have to get off these islands. You're looking in your rear-view mirror all the time for something that's not there. Mirror signal manoeuvre. Oh. Oh. Now that 
that would be too much of a coincidence. And in our paranoid little world, we don't like coincidences, do we? Good evening, Miss Smith. A pleasure to meet you once again. Well, this was written by Peter Angelides and directed by Gary Russell um, and, also, and featured along with Elizabeth Sladen. Jeremy James, whose real name is Jez Fielder, uh, who's a great friend of mine. He played Josh, her kind of wayward uh, companion. And also uh, Sadie Miller, uh, Liz's daughter, was in it. Peter Miles also features in this. Oh, love it. Love Peter Miles. But um, and and of course, uh, as uh, Patricia Maynard returning as Miss Winters from uh, Robot. There are lots of little throwbacks there, really, oh, it, yeah. whether, whether it's direct or, or behind-the-scenes throwbacks. Yeah, there seem to be two taxi drivers in it, one played by Toby Longworth and one by Mark Donovan. I can't believe they were both taxi drivers. Oh, mind you, mirror, signal, manoeuvre. Do you know, I don't think I've ever heard this adventure, or if I have, it was so long ago, because it was released in November 2002, that I just don't remember it. It's a long, long time ago. Yeah, I'd I remember... Be- Go on, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I, I, I about, I think it was last year when I was at the Dimensions, I seem to recall making it my mission there to listen to all the Sarah Jane Smith audio adventures. Because it was, it was just so long ago and you just, you get swept away with other things. But certainly I, I love everything that, that Liz has done. So I think it'd be nice to kind of go back and uh, have a little listen to all of them. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're great stuff. Yeah, lovely to hear Liz. You know, the characters of Sarah Jane Smith and Josh had a great relationship. So very much worthwhile. The only I know the second series more. I, I appeared in um, an episode called Snowblind. Where I had the great line where I had to say, it's just you and me now, Sarah. <laughs> it's a real creepy person. <laughs> was it someone telling me the other day, it wasn't you, was it? Because my character was a bit of a maniac. And I was sort of constantly losing my temper. Going, oh, you're all against me. Oh, no, it was Jez Fielder. Tell that. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Sounds and good, then, though. Yeah, Sounds yeah like she a... gets locked in a darkened room with me and there's someone rustling around. Who's there? And it's me. Oh. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I loved Liz. Uh, she was l- so lovely to work with. And um, I wouldn't presume to say she was a friend. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I met her a lot, uh, you know, had meals with her at conventions. I, I remember the, the last time I spent a great deal of time with her was um, at an event in Bath. Um, I think, what was it to do with? It was something to do with um, a book festival in Bath. And we were staying at the same hotel, so we agreed to meet for breakfast the next morning. So it was rather, rather nice little, you know, um, what do they call them? Bijou, no, but, but, but I can't think of the word. <laughs> hotel. That's boutique. Boutique oh, hotel. Boutique, That's yeah. the word. Bijou. <laughs> Any French word. Mm. <laughs> Bourguignon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a French uh, word. It'll do. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we had breakfast. So, so every time I think of Liz Sladen, I think of uh, uh, bacon and eggs. Because we were sort of sitting there, sort of chatting, and she's just always so lovely and uh, and tiny, tiny. I always used to, when I said hello to her, I always used to hug her and pick her up because it was so easy. You know, just put my arms around her, her toes were off the floor before you do it. You know, just I lovely. I only met her once at 
oh, I can't even remember where it was actually now. It was so, it was so long ago. But from meeting her, I did, I did. It was at a convention, and I must say, she was an absolutely delightful person, and and gave such such a great amount of time to to talk to people and, and get to know them. And I th- I think you'll agree with me here, Nick, that that everybody who's you know grew up with the the classic series of Doctor Who uh, holds uh, Liz and also her character Sarah Jane Smith uh, with with certain great affection. Yes. Yeah, really. I mean, I think that the character's great because of what Liz did. I think on paper, it wasn't a great character. Whereas, for example, Leela on paper is a great character and and, uh, is great to write for. I think Sarah Jane, um, you rely more on what Liz brings to it. Uh, Absolutely. She just brought so much to it, didn't she? She brought it alive and it was just, uh, yeah, just remarkable. And And the remarkable thing about her, as you said, she's she was brilliant at events. Brilliant talking about Sarah Jane because she cared about Sarah Jane and knew Sarah Jane and would talk about her work with great passion and detail, you know, which is what we fans want. We don't, you know, it's always very amusing when actors say, well, I don't, I don't really remember. I mean, it was a long time ago, you know, and all those <laughs> things they say. Whereas Liz never said that, you know, she knew it. She'd say, oh, yeah. I mean, when I did a Myth Makers interview with her over a couple of days filming, we, we had on location. Uh, and it's, a, it's still available, I think, from Time Travel TV. You can go to the website. Um, I, she and I just talked so much off camera the whole time. And she's very, very flattering and nice. She said, I feel like you're my doctor in this and we're going around and I'm your companion. Because, you know, it was quite a few years ago. But it just made my heart soar. You know, she's just so smart like that. And, um, and, and, and you know, the obvious thing to say, if you'll excuse me, it's just such a tragedy of her dying. I was, I was in touch with her um, uh, over getting, trying to get her to do the Tom Baker once, which she'd always said to me that she would do. She, I remember she said to me on the phone, we had a long phone conversation uh, a long time before we started doing the Tom Baker once where she said uh, she was she was um, filleting some tuna because <laughs> there's all this noise. And she was, I said, what the hell are you doing? And she said, I'm filleting a tuna, darling, for dinner tonight. I said, OK, sorry. Uh, anyway, she said to me, you just tell me the date and I'll be there. Oh, uh, well, I, th- I think that the thing to also say is that it was so tragic but at the same time wasn't it amazing and lovely that she was given that wonderful opportunity to to have a a television series of her own and where you can I mean I I I remember uh, I remember I used to work in a hospital and I uh, the young son of somebody came in to visit and uh, you know I I decided to talk about Doctor Who and I was chatting and he said oh I really like the Sarah Jane adventures yeah. and we were, we were having a little chat about that and I thought isn't this nice that this 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 young you know the young chap who is is not young enough to even acknowledge that there was Doctor Who before the one that's on the telly now knows and loves this character and I thought god that is job well done that is job well done yeah real tribute to her and also to Russell T Davis I mean to do that remarkable thing of taking a supporting character from Doctor Who and giving her her own series so much later on you know I mean you could never have predicted that could you you know, no, not at all. And, and it's, as you know, Russell's done so many brilliant things for we Doctor Who fans, and that was another brilliant thing he did. Quite remarkable, actually. Uh, uh, but there Lovely we go. A perfect, as I say, a perfect decision at the perfect time, really. Yeah, brilliant. Well, well there you are. So, yes, 
and Go as on, the podcast you? comes to a close uh, I just thought I'd pop in, uh, not not pop in now, I mean pop in as in I've got a bit of uh, a little shout out to say here that in the week, uh, I don't know if you remember from two podcasts ago, uh, we mentioned baked beans. Yes, oh yes, you must mention this, yes. Yes, <laughs> Nick's face there thinking, what the hell are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi. Yeah, um, so we, we basically said send in anything, uh, you could even send in baked beans. and we, A we drawing got, of baked beans, I think you said. <laughs> a draw, well, we got one better than that, we actually have a painting, uh, it, it, would, it would seem to be, of baked beans, which has been sent in by uh, a chap called... Aaron Klimas uh, or Klimas. I think it's Klimas. Klimas. And uh, yes, he sent in Might this wonderful wrong. Big Finish uh, baked bean picture, which has uh, Big Finish in the placement of the logo. And uh, subscribers get more with a lot of wonderful beans dribbling down. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I, it it is, amazing. is amazing. I put it on my official Facebook page. You, you've got to give it a look. 3,000 yeah. people have, have, have had a look at it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very good. Fa- 3,000 people whose days have been well and truly improved by the sight of baked beans. So there we go. Had to pop yeah. that in there. How many people? Yeah, yeah. Three, uh, well, 3,350 people have been reached. So it's waved in front of people. <laughs> a, a chap called Brian Spear wrote in and just in capital letters with uh, five exclamation marks just wrote, more beans! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and uh, Shane, uh, Shane Dunphy, I think his name is, uh, uh, wrote in and said, love the podcast. Listen while walking my dogs. Ben always has me laughing out loud. That's when my son appears in these. Aww. He's uh, he's, uh, he's in another part of the country at the moment. So, uh, is it, and also enjoy the suggestions from the Randomoid Selectatron. Have sought out quite a few titles I otherwise would have missed. Keep up the great work. In, my, in reply to that on Facebook, I put cheers, Shane. Uh, my plan <laughs> has worked. Mwahahaha. But yeah, um, uh, that's why I do the Randomoid Selectatron thing. But also, I, I find it. It's, quite exhilarating to be surprised by some random release from the past it's quite well, a challenge you, to see you if never there's know anything where you're we gonna go do you exactly i mean you know i was a bit stuck with that sarah jane one but um so that's part of the fun isn't it and it spouted a, a wonderful wonderful chat about uh, all things sarah jane and liz yeah. so there we go Okay, well, as the end of the podcast approaches... And there's time to just mention one of our recent releases. It's The Sacrifice of Sherlock Holmes, of course. Starring me is Sherlock Holmes. And the utterly lovely and brilliant Richard Earle as Dr. John Watson. With a superb script by Jonathan Barnes and spot-on direction from Ken Bentley. Well, we're really proud of it. Uh, hope you enjoy it too. Here's a tantalising clip from the first episode, The Prophet in the Rain, which is also available for free, the first episode, if you subscribe to our email newsletter. Oh, yes. Here's the clip. precisely are these so-called headquarters of yours? Practice patience and you shall see it soon enough. I flatter myself that the answer will delight you and that it may yet prove to be the one glimmer of joy in this otherwise bleak and perilous business. Then I look forward to the discovery. 
You've been busy, then, these past few weeks? I have indeed. I have submerged myself once more into the underworld of London, searching for clues as to the strength and intentions of the society. I have passed through the darkest thoroughfares, drank deep at the most sordid of tap rooms, and kept the very worst kind of company. And what have you discovered? Precious little. Precious little! I fear that realm has altered considerably since last I walked in it. My network is broken and scattered to the winds. My contacts and sponsors are inoperative or dead. The old levers work for me no longer. That, I'm afraid, is the price of growing old. The world does have a habit of moving on. Nonetheless, Watson, I have heard whispers. And talking of free things, I nearly said three things, and talking of free things, as indeed Nick was just before that clip, don't forget our free magazine, Vortex. It's available online as a PDF and it's packed with features, interviews and all the latest information about our releases coming up from Big Finish. There's also a printed version as well, which you'll receive if you buy a CD from us. I've literally no idea what's coming up in the next podcast, but let's just assume it's going to be brilliant. In the meantime, it's goodbye from me, Nick Briggs. And in the meantime, it's goodbye from me, Benji Clifford. (laughs) Although just before uh, we go, here comes the final instalment of our serialisation of The Great War from the epic Eighth Doctor Adventure Dark Eyes starring Paul McGann. The full adventure is, of course, available to purchase at bigfinish.com. You know, you know, you know. And it's possibly worth mentioning that in an upcoming podcast, not quite sure when, but we will be starting it, we'll be beginning a serialisation of the first episode of The Prisoner. Something to look forward to there. Anyway, here's The Great War. Hello, Doctor. What are you doing to me? You've tied me down. Transfusion. O positive. No, 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 no. That's bad. I I don't know how bad, but that's bad for me. (laughs) Nonsense. Come. Isabel, help. Feeling much better now, I'm sure. No, 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 worse. Sorry to interrupt, Dr. Sturgis, but the patient was rather insistent on having his penny whistle. Isabel, you've got to stop the transfusion. It's killing me. Don't be silly. I'm sure it'll do you a power of good. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Then please, just give me me my penny whistle. If Dr. Sturgis approves. Don't give him that sonic device. Oh, uh, sonic. What did you say, Dr. Sturgis? I heard you. Before. You called it a sonic... Yes, but that just rather tripped off your tongue, didn't it? You're working for them, aren't you? Of course you are. Why else would you have me tied down? Or are you one of them? Who are they? Who are you? Dr. Sturgis? Give me the sonic device. The doctor must not interfere with our plans. I don't... I I don't understand. Isabel, listen to me. Please, please, listen. (sighs) This man isn't who he says he is. Move away from him and give me the penny whistle. Uh... But I don't understand. You fool, girl. It's not you, Isabel. Not you. But you've been in close contact by the looks of it. Close contact? Now untie me, quickly, before... You've killed her. In cold blood. And you will also die, Doctor. In blood. Why? Why not just kill me if you killed her? I'm not complaining, you understand? Just curious. That's it. She's on her way. Begin the attack. What's going on? Is that you? Are you doing that, Sturgis? Dr. Sturgis, we're being shelled, and there's gas. We've got to... Isabel! He killed her. The doctor killed her. What? 
Where could I have? I'm tied down. I found him standing over her. You were right. He is an escaped lunatic. I restrained him and tied him down. Molly, don't listen to him. Isabel was trying to help me. I... It's you. What? Molly O'Sullivan. It's you. What's me? What the hell are you talking about? Dr. Sturgis, should I get one of the guards to... <laughs> Molly, you said that there was gas out there. Is it glowing gas like before? Well, yes, but... Don't listen to him, O'Sullivan. It was that gas that killed your friend, Molly. And this man is behind it. How could he be? You said it yourself earlier to Kitty. The front is miles away. So why is a bombardment taking place? Why is there gas here? It doesn't make sense. It's not your war causing this. It's something else. Something to do with Dr. Sturgis and whoever he's working for. You're so sure you're going to convince me, aren't you? But you're talking so much rubbish. It's as if you really believe it. He does believe it, doesn't he? I'm afraid so, Molly. A very sad case. So he's mad, is he? Raving mad. I'm afraid so. That's my diagnosis. And this from a man who reckons that gas gangrene can dissolve 20 human bodies simultaneously in about two seconds flat. What? Molly, how did I mend the railway track? How was that possible? I... I, I, I don't know. No. And why was the gas glowing? Have you ever heard of gas that glows before? No, but... Do not listen to him, Molly. You belong with us, not with him. Eh? You are a value. A value? That's a darn funny way of putting it. Oh, clever girl. Shut up, you! Molly, he is transfusing me with something that is going to kill me. That's just plain crazy. Then why has he tied me down? Because you killed Isabel. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? A transfusion can't kill you. This one is killing me, Molly. Look at the binding on my arms and legs. Look at it. That took him a good while to do properly. He took his time over it. How did he manage that without knocking me out? I don't know. And do I look like I've been knocked out? You look pretty sick. That's because the transfusion is killing me. I'm tied down. I'm having a blood transfusion. How could I possibly have killed Isabel? You couldn't have. At last, please. Just take the bloodline out of me. At least do that. Dr. Sturgis? Do not stop the transfusion. There's no need to point a gun. Since when did medical doctors carry guns around with them? Nurses will obey the orders of doctors. I'm not a nurse. I'm a vet. And shouldn't he know that? Please, Molly, stop the transfusion. He won't shoot you. He can't. He needs you. For what? I'm not sure, but remember, you are of value. Do it. Please, do it. All right. I will. No! Thank you. Now, please, untie me. You see, he's not going to shoot you, are you, Dr. Sturgis? Do not release him! Or what? You won't shoot her. You need her. I don't know why exactly, but I know that you need her. That's why I'm here. Why, you're here. For me. There you go. Thank you. That's right, Molly O'Sullivan. I am here to save you. From what, exactly? I don't know. From whoever's bombarding us and making that glowing gas. I don't know what they're up to. Stop! Do not move! Or why this chap can't bring himself to shoot me either, but frankly, let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. Let's go. Run! Run, Molly! Run! 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 Run!